0: Welcome to This Week in Craft Beer, the podcast, the weekly show where we interview the people making the magic happen in the UK craft beer scene, sponsored by Bruiser, the UK's top rated craft beer subscription service. This Week in Craft Beer publishes the UK's leading craft beer newsletter every Monday morning by email. To subscribe for free, please visit www.thisweekincraft.beer. This week in Craft Beer, we'd like to thank our generous Patreon supporters Sue Johnson, Steve Hartley, Jazz Hundell, Bayonet Brewing Co., Dolphin Brewery, The Paper Mill Micropub, Berkshire Beer Box, The Small Batch Brewing Co., Belgian Brews Southampton, Doug Thayer, Robert Baker, Aid Bardi, James Moss, The Brew Brothers, Paul Whelan, Bettina Cassidy, Vaux Brewery, Claire Costa, James Cox, and Craig Hatton. This Week in Craft Beer members can now get exclusive discounts and savings at some of the top UK craft breweries. If you're interested in saving money or simply want to help support us, then please visit our website at www.thisweekincraft.beer for more information and to join at just £1.99 per month. We hope you won't, but of course you can cancel this at any time. I'm delighted to welcome to the podcast this evening, Greg from Dark Revolution, based near Salisbury. Dark Revolution was launched in 2015 with a simple aspiration to make world-class beer. Beer that they can be fiercely proud of and hopefully enjoyed by other beer enthusiasts. Greg, please introduce yourself and tell us about your beer journey, which led you to launching Dark Revolution.
1: Oh, hi, Rob. Thanks for inviting us on. Um, So, yeah, I'm Greg. I'm head brewer and co-owner of Dark Revolution Brewery in Salisbury. We have been going for, uh, I think about Eight years actually, but mm-hmm. we started off very small, yep. on a little um pilot kit. So we didn't really count that in the kind of where we're at now production wise. So it's six years really six, six our,
0: in anger, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Had our own brewer- proper size brewery. Um okay. I'm a home brewer really. Yep. So um come from a homebrew background. I had a homebrew shop um oh, okay for, cool. for many years on online, which was called um Brew UK, and sort of built that up. Um, was supplying homebrew stuff and doing homebrewing myself and we were supplying lots of other up-and-coming breweries so you know people like tiny rebel true you know we sort of supplied some of their initial kit you know Mm. i think we sold the guys at Tiny Rebel, their very first sort of pilot brew oh, house brilliant. that they were doing in awesome. their garage. And, yeah. yes, <laughs> so, so, yeah. saw so, so them kind of going on and, and doing, yes. um, you know, making, making a success of, of having a brewery. Yeah. It was always in the kind of in the back of the mind. Of, I think every home brewer's dream really to to have a brewery. Really all
0: frustrated brewery owners, you yeah, or, know. Or yes, exactly. Those, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So we kind of, we had it on the back burner for, for many years. And then I guess, it was probably about eight years ago, we decided we should actually give it a go yeah. um so this was quite early days in the, in the craft beer yes it was world, absolutely I, yeah. I think you know we had just brew dog we're, were about we had beaver town were in their kind of very yeah. early days brew by numbers was just starting out yeah. but the, yeah the craft beer really time you at water
0: started i think 2015 is that right I yeah think? it was yeah. A,
1: it was about the same time yeah. we, we started in slightly different manner to, to them albeit much smaller so, so we bought a little 200 litre micro brewery kit yeah. started making some beer seeing if we could one make it a, you know a product that people wanted to buy yeah. and actually sell it which yeah. was was quite easy to start with you know um, <laughs> we only had very small amounts of beer yeah uh, but yeah it was great fun we had that in the corner of the, the homebrew shop and it was kind of like, you know, a, a big toy, really. But obviously, very quickly realized that home brewing and professional brewing are, are quite different beasts. Right. So we really sort of hunkered down to learn our craft. We we then did a bit of brewing down at um, some contract brewing. So down at a cup called Cheddar Ales. Right. So it's a yep. brewery just down there bath yeah you know, Wiki hole um mm-hmm. wiper and true were, were brewing there at the same time and, oh. and left-handed giant as well actually really? um so, so they were doing so we knew how they had pedigree they're a very traditional brewery yeah but they they're very skillful they're very friendly um right. so we actually they didn't sort of just do the brewing for us we went down and brewed with them nice. which was a great way for us to learn how to actually you know make beer in volume they had a oh, yeah. twenty. 20 barrel plant down there right. so we'd go down brew two or three batches with them bring it back stick it in our cold store and then sell the beer which gave us the confidence that we could sell beer in you know in a big much bigger volume yeah that was successful um but we obviously all it, it was quite uh restrictive i mean because we had to always fit in with their brew schedules yes. and you know and the types of beers that we wanted to make yeah. well so what
0: styles were, were those early brews in yeah?
1: Well, we were making hoppy beers, but not, yeah. not sort of like the sort of on the hoppy levels that they are these days. No. We started off with SoLA. Um, oh, okay. of first beers. That, yep. we, that was one of the first beers we ever brewed, actually. Oh, no. um, We made a beer called Velveteen, which is a chocolate milk stout, which yep. we, we still make to this day. Then another site came up. So we, so the whole, we, we were making plans to get our own equipment, basically, yep. and building the confidence that we had the market there to be able to sell the amount of beer that was required to make that whole thing stand up really sure. um so the, a unit came up we wanted to then also put a tap room in as well again oh, it's yeah. quite early days yeah i'd been out to california to mm-hmm. san diego just before we did that and was completely inspired by the the whole drinking culture there oh, yeah. and, you know, very much of drinking in a brewery and yeah. that was where people got their beer and yeah. it being very inclusive, very family friendly, That's right. you know, yeah. M- yeah. really mixed male and female, very different to this kind of beer, real ale culture. That was Absolutely. Could,
0: could hardly be more different. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. And that, and that was really um, inspiring for us. Uh, so we wanted, and we wanted to have that feel of, you know, drinking sauce. So yeah. our taproom is very much built around that. The tanks are in the back, albeit very small much smaller than stuff in america but yeah. um, still has that, that feel we have you know stuff going on in the background and there might be you know if we're doing a brew day and stuff there'll be you know all the brew smells and stuff going. oh on. sure yeah and yeah that's kind of where we're at really we, we, we so we concentrated for the first couple of years really on getting the product correct right. which was a massive learning curve going you know making sure that we can consistently deliver a product that we are proud of yeah that it had shelf stability you know we've been putting stuff into cans so that you know is a whole mind game we do cask and keg as well and mm-hmm. that that took a while to kind of really get the, the... well it's not it's an ongoing process to be honest it's not yeah i think good, so, so. <laughs> yeah
0: if, anytime you feel that you've mastered it i think that you know that's a slippery slope isn't it and uh you know you you, you need to be uh you need to be uh, yeah striving to improve yeah
1: we're we're always constantly yeah I, yeah I think um, that's very much a part of our, our business um, yeah so it's always been about the quality of the beer for us uh, over right. everything else maybe at the detriment sometimes um, but uh, hopefully it reflects in, in the in the the product we say. well it certainly we reflects get. in it's, your
0: reputation I think doesn't it as, you know as much as anything it's that's so important if, if you know in in the long term sort of viability of your business is you you know if you've a reputation for for only putting out beers that are Absolutely. You know, as good as they can be and true to style or not, you know, perhaps true to style is, is an overrated, you know, in my opinion, anyway, an overrated sort of aspect of it. It's, it is obviously brewers have pride in, in, you know, being able to brew particular styles. I'm much more interested in how interesting and excited the beer is than, you know, whether it's a, you know, fits neatly into a particular um, yeah. category
1: quite yeah there's so many overlaps these days i think that's yeah. that's quite a traditional way of looking at things isn't it categorizing yeah. everything by sort of yeah, i know I it guess is that's- yeah yeah. And that's, I guess, that's come from a kind of culture of competition. Um, it has absolutely,
0: yeah, definitely. So,
1: so you, you had to have it fitting a style category, and yeah. that in the traditional real Ale industry, a very camera very important. thing that was,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. exactly. And it would have been very important to you, your brand recognition to make sure you had those medals and, and you had those um, awards. Sure. That's yeah. not something we've ever really chased, to
0: be honest no, with you. Some bros um, and you know, some yeah. I'm sure it can still give a big boost to your business, can't it? But you know, I don't, I, you know, I'm sure it does, yeah. Are, yeah.
1: I, I find it quite difficult. Um, uh, you know, it's just, yeah, I guess we just never really had a policy to kind of go down that route, really. Nice. I, I mean, untapped ratings. Again, it's is, is a, is a, is a weird one, really. Um, yeah. We were very obsessed with them when we first started. <laughs> then got very completely the opposite, and just right. did not look at them for a long time. And now we're kind of in the middle, so we oh. we do we do look at them, but we very much take them in a pinch of salt. Yeah, and we we review them, but we don't drive. What we make is not over getting our untapped ratings up because no. We, we wouldn't make a lager, If it instance. would, you'd only
0: make New England IPAs. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. If we only made things like, you know, disco fog that we just bought out, yeah. you know, we'd have a much higher overall score. Sure. So. But that wouldn't work in. The, it wouldn't work want in them. your
0: tap room for a start, would it? I mean, it no, obviously yeah. yes, no doubt no doubt it sells well in your tap room. But if that was all you brewed, you know, there's, there's no no way to run a business, is it?
1: Uh, no, I mean the most popular two beers we make is Soleil, which is our yes. West Coast Pale Ale, and uh, Verve, which is our Pilsner. But, you okay, know, yeah, you know, that makes sense. Room, yeah. You know, that's the, that's the beer that people are going to come in and sort is. of yeah. you know drink day in day out. They they might come and have the new stuff as well, but um, it's got a nice sessionable ABV. Um, yeah. So. So talking
0: thing. about beers that are difficult to pigeonhole. I I think this SOLA is exactly that, uh, uh, to its merit, actually. You know, so you you call it a West Coast pale, but it's at least to my palate, it's it's much fruitier and much less bitter than than I might expect, you know, reading that on the label, which which greatly pleases yeah. me because I'm you know I'm very much a an east, you know, if you if you said east or west, I'm you know, way over to the east in terms of my my sort of drinking preference. And so, you know, I wouldn't typically choose um any beer that describes itself as a west coast i might i might have a third or a half if i'm in a tat room just as a yeah. sort of palate cleanser if you like but you know i'm I'm not going to head for that beer as, as my preference but actually the, i think this is a delicious beer I, I i really love the the sort of zingy zesty citrusy flavors you've got going on there and there is bitterness absolutely but but it's not you know it's not sort of threatening the enamel on my teeth or whether you know I, I i it's pleasantly bitter but, but not overly so so I, I actually think this is a This is a really nice beer and, you know, one that I wouldn't necessarily categorise as a West Coast pale.
1: It's a weird one. I have been contemplating changing that description actually okay uh, yeah. so well, when we when we made it it was one of the first beers we made just like eight years ago huh. it was there was no such thing as an east coast at that point no, of uh, course. you know it was so it was an american style coming from the inspiration of the west coast yeah where where they were making you know all the good beer at that point so that's why we called it a west coast power oh, definitely yeah it, it's developed so it's kind of a bit of a hybrid really because it, the base recipe Kind of is West Coast. It doesn't have any oats or wheat in it. It's 100% barley. It has a little bit of Vienna malt in it and dextrin. It has a water profile which is heavier on sulfate as well. So it has that Mm -hmm. kind of crispness to it. And it's fairly dry as well. It tends to ferment out. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 107, 108 but then it's got the kind of East coast hops. Mm. Um, so it's all, it's all Whirlpool hops now. So it's quite low actual IBUs and it's citrus Simcoe mosaic. So, you know, kind of classic combo on the dry hop. It's not a massive, massive dry hop. We keep it kind of in check. So it's got a nice citrus, but it's not too overpowering. It's not too heavy. Um, it's quite an approachable beer.
0: Yeah. It's four point. I I should have said 4.5%. Um, you know, so obviously this is going to fly out um, by the pint in your tap room, no doubt. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, could, I could definitely imagine drinking a few of these in the sunshine, it'll be... Yeah,
1: yeah we do it in cask as well. Which oh works. great, I'd love to st- taste it cask actually. Yeah. yeah, it's different, it's very different, mm. it's, a, it's a lot smoother flavour, not quite citrusy but yeah, rounder it's, it's, yes, it's a different beast but it's, yeah, it's very popular as well, so we sell about you know, 50% of it in cask I'd say. Probably. Oh great,
0: that's nice, yeah. But, yeah, it's nice. the most
1: popular beer we sell in our taproom um, yeah. and it's always the beer that we point people to when they, they walk in, especially if they you know have the 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 outset they don't particularly like beer or yeah uh, that we can point because it's it's something a bit different you know (laughs) if they if they haven't tried craft beer you know it's it's a good gateway beer i think
0: perfect i was just going to use that exact word yeah and and, and that that makes sense what what percentage of your total production output would this beer be Oh, uh, I don't know off the
1: top of my head. Actually, uh, it's, it's the it's the most that we brew more of that than anything else. Yeah. But then we brew lots of one-off beers, so yeah. they wouldn't really score on. But you'd pretty on much that.
0: always have this available in keg, I guess, would you or not? Would uh, we, you Well, we,
1: we try. Yeah, we try yeah. to. We yeah. keep selling out, so we're having to upscale <laughs> a bit at the moment. So yeah, we we tend to brew it like probably every couple of weeks oh, at brilliant. the moment. Yeah, nice. um, but we we're looking at well we'll go on to it a bit later but we are looking at upscaling a bit at the moment some right. bigger tanks because yeah we do keep brewing uh running out and we and we want to have availability so we can bring lots of new stuff out yeah because you know being home brewers that's
0: kind of what excites oh, us and what, i'm sure that's what gets you out of bed is is that that you know yeah, that, what's new new recipes yeah
1: yeah exactly <laughs> and, and, and to be fair that's what excites our audience as hmm. well you know um you, you know
0: that's what they, people want to try, and
1: there's lots yep. of new ingredients and stuff coming out as well. So it, it yep. means that we can progress ourselves not only in recipes and and um, and all the all those sorts of things, but also if we you know want to change techniques and stuff, we're not doing it on a core brand, so we can be a lot more experimental oh, yeah. with you know, yeah. different processes and stuff. So we're, and then and then maybe sometimes we do reflect those back into those other beers. Nice. Um, yeah. You know, one example of that, we just changed our yeast strain. Probably about six months ago, maybe a right. little bit longer. So we'd, we'd always used one yeast strain for all our beers,
0: but for every beer,
1: uh, well, apart from the lager. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like we do the odd Kvike beer and you know things no, like that. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. But, yeah, Most of our beers, yeah, use yeah, use one yeast strain. Sure. Um, but we switched over to a different one, um, oh. which works better in the New England stars. And we've sort of actually put that back through to everything now because it's sort of works. Oh, yeah, it works quite nicely. So.
0: Excellent. Was it one more question on this? solar. so, so, was this was it originally more bitter than this, or is this is this fairly representative of the original recipe?
1: I'd say originally it was a more traditional it rate, so it had a sort of a boil hops Magnum right in there. Uh, I think we use leaf hops to start with actually as oh, well. Okay. So we we've gone over to palate now because I knew quite a yeah. lot we could do whirlpool. So um, yeah, and now it's we do a cooling whirlpool as well. So it's right. um, you know it's, it's bitter at a lower temperature. So yep. you keep it all that flavour. But yeah, the okay. IBUs are probably a bit less than they were I mean, when
0: we first started yeah. out. It's, it's
1: about excellent.
0: 30 well, IBU. Lovely beer to start the evening. Anyway, uh, Greg, I, I did, I, you, you sent me another can of this, and I, which I drank a couple of weeks ago, actually. And that that was, uh, I, I, again, I had the sort of similar experience drinking it then. I wasn't, you know, I was expecting something different. I thought, oh, wow, this is really good. So uh, yeah, yeah,
1: I think the thing the... is, because like nowadays, the West Coast has sort of come back. Yeah, even though it kind of never went away. No, but now there's very distinctive. You know, you've got hazy New England, and you've got yeah. your West Coast, and so therefore, if you call something a West Coast, people are very specifically expecting. They are, it to yeah. Be I think
0: I think that's right.
1: Bitter, clear, you mm. know, or clearer, you know, more piney, and then, but, but that's where it kind of so LA doesn't really fit in there anymore. No. The, the terminology of that, because I can completely get that. You know, for a lot of our customers, as it's a gateway beer, they they don't really Doesn't have that much, kind of. They no. don't have that preconception of West Coast no. because they they don't know any difference really. Um no. And I, I guess technically we're in the West Coast. Yeah, it could be. I mean, you, well, can, so. you
0: could probably call it an American pile, couldn't you? To to sort of. Yeah. <laughs> give,
1: yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Give people I mean,
0: more of a sense of what they're going to get when they open it. But look, it's a, yeah. who cares? It's a lovely beer anyway. So we've already. Yeah. Got... Yeah,
1: yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's only through conversations like this, that it kind of comes up as a as a. Oh, yeah. I never really thought of that because it it certainly doesn't affect the sales of it anyway. No.
0: No. Good. Oh, well, lovely. Yeah. Good. Good. Good to hear. Are you at your still first premises? Um, You know, as you said, you've been six years or so there. Is is it still in the same place that you started?
1: Yeah, yeah, so we're just on a really beautiful location, actually. It's a, an airfield just north of Salisbury. So nice. it's yeah. really peaceful up there. So, yeah, it's a bit different than your sort of normal industrial state. And the building that we are in is an old World War II, like a, it was a mess, actually, because it's a big RAF base. Oh, great. It was a big RAF base yeah. back in the back in the um sort of 1940s yeah second sort of all so
0: idea.
1: yeah so it's got like a vaulted like wooden ceiling and stuff oh, so it's I some, yeah it's yeah. quite it's a not it's a really nice space for a tap room. it's right. not that great a space for a brewery because it's got it's quite low ceilings um temperature control and is an
0: issue is it or the, not temperature control no. just the
1: fact that we can't put bigger tanks in so oh of course you know, yeah you know yeah. We're, we're tied to the amount of um the volume so we can only do single batch brews Right. Which is, uh, and we can't put any more in as well, because no. it would encroach into our tap room. So, yeah, we are in the process of moving our brewery to another location. Uh, okay. Which we, it, it, well, I say another location. It's another building in the same... Oh, brilliant. Okay, Basically. Nice. Yeah, it still be in the same kind of vicinity. It won't be. It's strictly in that same building. Well, the main brewery won't be in that same building. Right. There will be brewing going on in that building. So we're yep. probably going to expand sort of our barrel aged program. Oh, brilliant! Which it, which is actually non-existent at the moment. We used right. to have quite a big barrel aged program, but uh, of a lot of sour beers. But during COVID, it kind of got a bit neglected. Yeah, oh, that's that, yeah. Yeah. It Yeah. So we, we so we completely scrapped it when we came back out of COVID because we just right. needed the space. And yeah. We decided that we're just need to start again so mm. we're deciding we'll we, either be cleans barrel stuff or we might do the sour beers again right because it's I, I i love that and it's uh, from a brewer's point of view it's it's something that's really interesting oh, and, sure it is you know, yeah. it's, well, it's it's always whichever. been a bit yeah
0: so I was going to say, whichever you know, whether you go clean or sour, I'm sure it's going to be, you know, that that will be a fascinating aspect of your business, and and you know, yeah, and it it turns turns out the most quite... interesting beers, I think.
1: Yeah. Definitely, yeah, definitely, and I think we'll have a bit. We're a bit more settled now in in every aspect of the business. We're, you know, we've come out of COVID. We've we've got some good staff now. So we've got good teams. That means right. I can spend a bit more time perhaps on a on a barrel age program whether it's sour or, or clean we will yeah. have the space so we could perhaps do that in the, the area that is currently the brew house and have a lot more space for barrels and again that'll give the, the, the place a feel oh the still absolutely. Yeah. yeah exactly because yeah. at the moment you know if we just take all the tanks out and it's just a building left it's, it's <laughs> yes. losing that kind of connection so yes. it means we it enables us to be able to do that and it also means if we do sour beers we're keeping the sour beers in a completely so different building. You yeah yeah so so yeah we're still we're still deciding what to do with that but yeah that's very much um something i'd like to do
0: so how far out of salisbury are you
1: uh we're, we're two and a half miles
0: okay not or too far. bad I mean, yeah so not it's, too bad is it public transport or is it a, you know is it a uh, yes to like, I mean,
1: no you can get a bus up there um nice there's quite a few like campsites and stuff around um you can walk really? it actually we get quite a lot of people walking yeah but like if you're staying in salisbury it's there's quite a nice uh route up you know we have a lot of people coming with their dogs and
0: nice and their children
1: yeah. and stuff so yeah it's, it's a really nice spot actually We're quite i think
0: salisbury there. you know it's, I, I i don't get there very often a friend of mine's at, uh sons at university down there actually and uh you know it's a i think it's a lovely town and or city i guess you should call it and uh yeah you know you get decent tourist uh traffic in there as well so you know i, I think it should be a really good market for for a business like yours, I don't know. If we know. I guess it perhaps it skews a bit traditional, does it? On from the pub scenes perspective. Um,
1: but... Yes, it's a bit of a strange place, Salisbury. So yeah, it's still really behind the signs. Actually, in town, there's mm. there's literally only just one sort of small micro pub that opened okay. about two years ago. Apart from that, it's all pretty much tied enterprise type in. So the yeah. yeah, the selection of beer is pretty poor. It's traditional right or, or sort of neck oil and stuff like that. The, yeah. I mean, we do have. Hotback, obviously breweries yeah. down the road, so they've got. The, I live just around the corner from their pub actually, okay. which is you know very traditional. But actually, to be fair, um, it, that's what got me into the, this whole thing actually, like Summer yeah. Lightning. So um, yeah, that sure, was my, that, yeah. the first beer that kind of I tried when I was sort of in my 19, 20 year old, and just thought, oh, this tastes quite nice. This is
0: a bit nice. Yeah, we've got we've got of... we've got a Hotback pub in Reading actually, but um, which I don't um, I must admit I don't go to very often. But I, I didn't no. know back in my. In my cast drinking years, which was a few years back now, I used to go in there for a bit. It's a, you know, it's a nice, uh, interesting mix of beers they have here.
1: Yeah. I was brought up in Reading, actually.
0: That's oh, well, yeah, I, okay.
1: Yeah, I grew up there. I, I moved away when I was about eighteen. So, all right,
0: free so craft, bit different. Here, I'm afraid. yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm different suggesting you're yeah. you're old at all, Greg. Don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> 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 Maybe there was one or two craft beer places when you lived there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, not like it is now. Reading is quite good now, isn't
0: it? It's it is. it's great. Yeah, yeah. We got to you know Phantom and Double Barrel in the in the city centre, but then you know Elusive and Siren on the outskirts. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, so... quite. I need to visit. I need to go mm. and visit. I've
0: not been to any of those places. So yeah. oh. no, lots of lots of good craft beer reading now. Um, excellent. Um, tell me about the tap room then. How you know what, what's your opening schedule days? You know what's your capacity? How many taps you got? So taproom
1: at the moment is open every day. But only till five o'clock on a Monday Tuesday Wednesday because literally we're here well, the brewer's and stuff there, anyway brewer's so there. We we might as well yeah. The yeah. yeah we I mean, we've always yeah we've always been open to come in and get takeaway cans and stuff and yeah. then it's someone would, like ask if they could have a pint and we're like yeah okay why not the lines are clean you know sure then, so now we're just yeah we're, so we don't we're not massively busy Monday Tuesday Wednesday but it's quite nice you know if you can pop in and have a have a beer yeah and then th- Thursday Friday Saturday we're open till eight o'clock yeah. um which that's when we do most of our business to be honest we have feed no. trucks up on a on a friday and a saturday generally nice. it gets very 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 busy on a friday and saturday and um, we're yeah. open sundays 12 till 6. Cool. Uh, inside we can seat 50 people mm-hmm. so it's not a, not a bad size and then we've no. got a load of tables outside as well so we've probably yeah. got another 30 benches or something outside which is that we you know in the summer that's it's great you just sit out there and um you can just watch the go skydive just over the airfields so you can watch all oh, the yeah. parachutes coming nice. down so yeah it's, it's a, yeah we get a great, great vibe we get a lot of um regular customers who come kind of every week yeah uh we've got a couple of big housing estates kind of nearby so oh, that's we, good we send so, that you know we feed um them yeah. with 20 taps 20 Um, cool yeah so we put another 10 in last year actually because we're we're struggling to be able to put any guest beers on right and also and to make sure that we can always have every single beer of our own that's available so in an an ideal world all 20 taps will be ours but um in in reality that just doesn't happen because we just keep selling out stuff so uh, we generally have about 12 to 13 beers of our own we have a little test kit as well so we have a little 50 liter like brown you to yeah
0: brilliant
1: so, yeah so we brew like single keg batches for that Lovely. as well so we have that on the tap room so we do mostly sour beers on that at the moment cool. um yeah. sort of the high fruited sort of smoothie nice. sours we've been yeah. messing around with those and then we have guest beers yeah so but, but generally only sour beers on the guest lines oh okay that's interesting um, yeah, yeah so so, so you have got a pretty decent salad.
0: demand for sour that's great yeah
1: good have, to hear. yeah yeah um, we find that we, we've got a lot of regular customers who like sour beers. They oh, get so, what are you typically?
0: Well. You know, what do you, you? You know, who are you bringing sour beers in from? Typically,
1: uh, yonder generally. Yeah, it's um, not, down, but, not
0: far down the road from you, of course, yonder.
1: Yeah, and their stuff just goes down oh, really love well. It. Yeah, we're, we're good um, friends
0: with, with the yonder owners. Uh, nice. Guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, um, and they're not too sour as well, so they're quite approachable. No, yeah, they're approachable.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and they're kind of fun names and stuff they have as well. So we always have all their cans, but pretty much every keg they bring out, we'll, we'll buy something for the tap room. Right. Uh, we have Vault City. Nice. Um, and then Pastore normally. Oh, awesome. Um Fabulous, So yeah. rotate between those three. So we normally yeah. have about th- three or four sour beers on, generally Brilliant. speaking. Yeah. And we have a, you know, we always have a lager on. And we, we have cider on as well, just local cider. That yeah, well, I wanted, wouldn't you? um yeah. Because we were doing in bottles, but it's really popular. So, um, yeah. again, it's um, uh, Cranbourne Chase cider, which is just a nice. local cider. Variety, yeah.
0: Yeah it's-, yeah, it's an interesting, it's it's almost like a sort of a, you know, I hesitate to call it a religious perspective or, a, you know, but people get, you know, some some guests I have on this podcast, you know, I I, I say, oh, how many taps you got, you know, and they say, oh, you know, 12, 16, whatever. And I say, oh, do you have guest beers? I say, oh, no, 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 you know, it's our tap room. Why would we serve guest beers? And other, yeah. you know, from my, my perspective, I, you know, whilst I, I'm visiting a brewery to drink their beers, I also love to see some interesting guest beers you know i i i feel like you're missing a trick if you're not if you haven't got a few guest beers on because I just you know you i don't know you're broadening people's outlook a bit aren't you you know you you're you're promoting other people's beers and they're hopefully reciprocating with you and taking some of yours and it's just you know it's broadening your reach isn't it it's a... it allows you taps to
1: change regularly yeah it allows you to showcase a big variety of beers so you know we don't. We do brew some sours. Uh, we're going to be brewing more next year, but right. you know, historically we haven't, but we like sours and we no. like, the customers like sours, so we have to buy sours. Yep. You know, we want to, we want to have all 20 taps. So you don't want it to be all the same. Yeah. Um, we don't tend to, we did used to bring in more hoppy stuff um, right. on the guest side of things, but that, Customers don't tend to buy them that much. They tend no. to go for ours. They tend yeah. to gravitate to our beers, and therefore, yeah. because they're hoppy, you know, you need the throughput to be a bit quicker on them, and, and yeah, you don't want the work hang and, to make out. No, no. And and obviously, the guest beers tend to be slightly more expensive as well than, sure. than our yeah. own ones. But again, you know, for sour, sour beers, people don't seem to mind no, paying perfect. a bit more. Uh, but for the for the hoppy stuff, bearing in mind they you know, we we might have a couple of six and a half percent IPAs. They yeah. won't pay the extra to have a cloud water a day or whatever no, that makes um, sense well
0: you know and, and a part of that equation is the, the quality of your own beers of course which you know and we haven't we haven't got to start talking about your ipas yet but you know the ones i've had in the last couple of months have been fantastic and which is not to say i'd had them previously and they weren't fantastic i, had, to be honest you, I hadn't had had many beers at all prior to this year but you know i've been yeah. super impressed with your particularly with your you know, your new england ipas you know your five six seven percent beers i think are fantastic so there's you know if you're brewing to that level there's no reason why you'd need to bring in a Verdant or a day or a cloud water in my opinion so you know that's that's great credit to you i think
1: no and i think to be honest a lot of our customers are there to mostly drink our beers but they you know they'll drink sour beers because they you know they like sour beers to be fair if we had all 20 taps with our beer and we had a variety of beers on i, I think they would be more than happy with that but, yeah uh, uh, yeah, I think we'll struggle to get to that because yeah. it's just,
0: we don't well, have enough going to go 24 hours a day, eight days a week, then, you know. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, we, we tend to bring out one or two new beers a week at the moment, oh. uh, definitely one a week. Uh, some we try for two, yeah. uh, but they do sell through pretty quickly. But, Brilliant. so we, you know, we struggle to keep that many on the on the taps but that's great as well you know it means the beer's fresh it's uh, and it doesn't hang around and no. customers kind of get excited or you know every thursday we'll have a new beer out nice. and, you know, yeah that, that's, that's, that's
0: all part of the the you know the pleasure of of supporting a local craft brewery and, and visiting yeah. that room is what's new you know i'd uh, yeah
1: i've exactly. got to tell
0: you you know if i'm going out in reading on a friday night which is a fairly frequent um occurrence i can tell you it you know i'm mid-afternoon on friday i'm already sort of reaching for me phone to have a little crafty look at on untapped and see what you know what the you Know the verified venue, so I've already got their tap list updated for the Friday. I think, oh, that's oh, look at that, that looks good. And I'm sort of plotting my way around Reading and deciding where to go based on uh, what I can see listed, you know. And, and yeah. that's uh, it's all part of the pleasure of going out for for me. It's uh, you know, you can yeah. call me an obsessive, compulsive, whatever if you like, but it's uh, <laughs> it's you know, that that's part of the anticipation, isn't it? Of uh, of going out, yeah, at least and, and yeah,
1: and that also works very well from our point of view for selling into other you know locations because they want new stuff or new breweries so yeah. if we're providing lots of new things for them they'll they'll try that and take that on because their customers are you know like you said they want to try different things yeah. you know but there's there's a massive variety of beer high quality beer as well
0: around it really is so, yeah yeah you know it's so. yeah that's definitely a first world problem but a good one for us all to be dealing with yeah yeah <laughs> definitely yeah it's good anyway greg let's take a short break Bruiser is the UK's top rated craft beer subscription service, which connects you with 120 of the UK's best independent breweries and cideries. It's a unique model where each month you choose a brewery, they curate a box of their freshest brews and it gets delivered direct to you from the brewery cold store. Prices start from as little as 29 pounds per month, including delivery. And you can save eight pounds off your first box with the code TWICB. Head over to www.bruiser.beer to explore and support independent breweries like never before. So I'm back with Greg from Dark Revolution for the second half of the show. Greg, at this stage every week, it's become a bit of a tradition that I like to put my guest on the spot and ask them, perhaps what's the only tricky question I'm going to ask you this evening, which is, what makes you different? What is it you're doing to stand out in the relatively crowded south of England or southwest craft beer scene?
1: I don't think we're necessarily doing anything different to the people that we look up to. Right. the, you know American breweries that where we got a lot of our inspiration from, and still do. You know some of the podcasts and things that we listen to to get information. Oh yeah. But you know we, we are just trying to get better all the time, trying to improve, uh, yeah. making small gains wherever we can in process, trying new ingredients, developing our staff and keeping them fully engaged in what we're doing, so they're all working together as a team. You know to Brilliant. try and be better. Yeah. And that's simply it, really, um, that, you know, and, and there is other people doing that and there is other people who pretend to do that and say they do that and, and it doesn't come over in their beers uh, as that's well. That's
0: fair, yeah.
1: <laughs> there is plenty of that going on. Um, we've never been ones to kind of bullshit about, you know, the quality of our beer. If anything, we, we've we just quietly been getting on with it. Yep. Um, you know, we, we would prefer, I guess, if we were comparing ourselves to some other brewery Not necessarily saying we're anywhere near the quality or anything, but well, hopefully we are. But someone like the Colonel, you know, who just quietly cracks on with what they're doing, making good beer consistently and consistently improving. And that's always what we've been about, you know. Yeah. We are getting out and about a little bit more. I think you're
0: quite, you're a pretty well kept secret, I think. Uh, I don't think you've got the recognition that your beers deserve personally. And you know it might be because your your production output isn't big enough to to need it word to spread that far. Perhaps I don't know how you know is is that is that fair or? I, don't I know.
1: guess we've never really concentrated on that side of the business particularly, um, okay. and we are seeing enough growth through just repeat business. And through word of mouth and people trying a beer, that it's, you know, it's where we want to be, a sustainable growth. We yeah. are getting out on about a bit more at the moment. We're still so doing a few beer festivals. Yeah.
0: Just, the Bristol, uh, the Manchester and the That's London right. London yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice to see you on that circuit this year. Yeah. yeah.
1: So we will be doing a bit more of that, but we, we're never going to be heavily sales focused. We're no. always production driven. We don't even have salespeople. Um, no, that's we, nice. You
0: know, we do it all ourselves.
1: M- more of it's remarketing these days, but yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it's it's about the product, and and hopefully the product speaks for itself. And where it we definitely does in your us. case, yeah. We don't we don't want to be huge. You know, we've never had the aspirations to be a massive brewery. We just want to have a good team, enjoy what we're doing, and make a good quality product. Um, our taproom equates for a fair proportion of our sales. That's um, great. Yeah. Which great from a cash flow point of view but also you know we can see the people drinking it so therefore you know that really comes back to the whole why we're in it you know we can see enjoying the beer and we can chat to them we can tell them about it and and also we can enjoy it in our own tap room you know
0: you can yeah absolutely you know it's it's the best possible quality you could present your beer you've got the direct feedback mechanism right there haven't you so you're hearing from people you're seeing them enjoy it or you know Hopefully not, but occasionally you might see somebody not enjoy a beer. And then, you know, either way, it's, it's you know, there's no such thing as bad feedback, is there? You're there right. to, to find out what's going on there. So it's... Yeah, uh,
1: and our team fun. as well. So, you know, we have, you know, have a team beer on a Thursday night, generally, when we bring the new beer out. So we'll, we'll try that. And, you know, often we crack open some other beers, some other brewers, um, you know, to try them, you know, sure. good or bad. You know, we just sort of keeping an eye on what other people are doing. Sure but that's what it's all about really so i guess i don't know if that makes us different I, I think other there are other people that do that the same thing and they right you know but uh, from the terms of what we do as a, as a product um you know we don't pigeonhole ourselves into any particular style i mean no. okay naturally at the moment we you know hazy ipas are you know what the market wants but also we really like drinking them as well Definitely. and yeah um, you know, <laughs> there's there's loads of new hops and stuff coming out as well no. so that's yeah. really exciting and there's lots of new ways of dry hopping and new you know just lots of uh, progression I guess in the, in the in that whole arena which yeah. is exciting because that's what it's all about for us you know it's the excitement of being big homebrewers basically
0: yeah absolutely um, yeah, but yeah
1: it's great when people do really enjoy the beer as well um and yeah that seems to be the case and you know we, we've always enjoyed our beer yeah. we've been you know happy with it albeit we, it can always be improved so yes yeah, it's, it's yeah we we we're enjoying it it's good
0: fabulous and you know coming back to a point you said about your you know your staff and the focus on on them providing you know, a great experience in the room. obviously that's a in- really important part of your business as well. If it's a you know a significant percentage of your production output has been sold through the room, then that's even more important that you've, you know, you've got great staff and they're, they're really yeah. invested in the business and they, you know, they're happy to talk about it and bring people in. That's all part of the experience, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. As we grow, that becomes more important. You know, we're, we're very in tune with the importance of having the good staff and making sure they're fully motivated. Um, yeah. and, and we all are, you know, we're working as a team, really. Oh, yeah. Taproom staff as well. It's more difficult sometimes to engage with them because they're part-time and, you know, with the hours that we offer. But
0: yeah,
1: um, we've got a nice product, so there's always something fun, kind of fun to, to get your head around. With. Um, and, for you know, the whole, we make something that people enjoy, we enjoy it. Yeah, it's a great industry to be in as well. Yeah. You know, you know, in the brewery industry, that's another thing that you know attracts myself and and my wife Sarah to this whole business. You know, yeah. it's not making money, that's for sure. Because you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, we we make a living. We could yes. make money doing other things. You know, and it's quite capital heavy. It's always needing reinvestment. Oh sure,
0: yeah, certainly. Right. So, so.
1: You know, and I don't think anyone. Well, you know there's some people in the brewing industry that they're that, that doing it for different reasons but um i think the majority
0: yeah of- most people are in it for for the for the passion for the industry and the love yeah. of it, you know.
1: or, uh, or they're not in it anymore you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so it's um, yes. yeah it can yeah. be true, but- moving swiftly on let's talk about disco fog which is uh the second beer we've moved on to this evening this is uh fantastic actually so i sort of you know referred to this obliquely earlier on this is 6.3% New England IPA I think you're smashing this style of beer um, right now I've you know I've had I guess maybe five or six I think over the last few months you know, going back to as far as Bristol Craft Beer Festival and since then and they've all been at this level I think this is this is absolutely delicious as we were just discussing this off air um, brief and to the point um, all you can tell me uh, on the uh on the can and the uh, and, and on the untapped um entry of the hops so, so i'll read those out hot side simcoe cold side citrus Citra Cryo, motwaka and nelson great hops all of them um to be honest with you, you know really loving motwaka and nelson actually recently as you know yeah me too
1: we do, we, we're using a lot more new zealand stuff actually um, it's always been a bit on my radar but um yeah, we're getting. We've got. We've got loads on order now. Uh, we Fabulous. use it a lot, especially Nelson um, and Motueka mm. uh, We've had some Matawake cryo in actually, which is oh nice. Exciting. We just used it in the beer today actually. Oh um, lovely. The whirlpool with some some Nectar on. Oh nice. Also Pitera. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we got some real we We got a new. Brilliant. Scooter.
0: Yeah, we can't go wrong with wacker either. Yeah. Yeah, so.
1: I know. Well, we could never get it before. That's no. Insane. Um, but now we get all our hops from YCH, direct mm-hmm. from America, uh, yeah. and they've teamed up with NC Hops, so yeah. we can now buy all of those hops from YCH. That's brilliant. And also, they're available in cryo, so we've got uh, Matawaka cryo, but Nelson cryo, mm. we're getting Nectar on cryo. Yeah. Um, We've got Nectar on. We've got super new hop called Super which we've not. We've just had some in actually. We haven't brewed with it yet.
0: No, yeah, I've seen. I've, I've seen reference to it. I'm not sure I've tasted it actually yet, but I've no, I neither have I. Yeah. No,
1: exactly. I'm quite excited. We're doing an IPA with it in a couple of weeks. So oh, awesome. That, not to for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we, we tend to go tend to go reasonably heavy on one of the hops, obviously because then right, one of where it's coming from, but. Oh yeah i mean you know we love citra we love yep. Susik, we love um simcoe but it's nice to have some some things that differentiate the ipas yeah uh, rather than necessarily you know the, the different malts and stuff so
0: but you know this this almost hardly need describe this beer having, having listed the hops in it because you know people you know will if they can imagine you know what a really good example of a, of a new england ipa with those hops is that's what this tastes like it's, you know, yeah, it's, so gorgeous it's just
1: gorgeous to it super soft bitterness it's got a proportion of oats and wheat lovely
0: okay. mouthfeel to it yeah just you know beautiful aroma super,
1: super smooth um we did a cool whirlpool on it mm. and a few other things that we've done recently to kind of yep. really so we've concentrated a lot on the flavor actually of our beers yeah. over the last sort of year i mean mm-hmm. aroma. you know we, you can whack as many hops as you like him but um if it doesn't have a really nice flavour to it um, it's not really a, a good drink in my opinion no
0: I think that's fair yeah but it's, I think it's part of the experience as well it, you know it, it is nice when you you know you can you open a sort of can and you can always smell it at arm's length but you're right sure. fla- flavour is, is key but, yeah.
1: yeah my criticism that is that often it will smell amazing you know <laughs> I'm not talking about CR beers I'm talking about yep. other beers, but, and then it just doesn't drink that nice no. they've either overdone it on the hops or it's astringent or it's just mm-hmm. got a nice flavor you know it's yeah it's not it doesn't leave a nice flavor in your mouth no um, and i think as an industry you know we've all we've been chasing aroma you know as much dry hopping as much as we can and blah blah yeah. blah. and i think some people are you know perhaps missing the point on the flavor the drinkability of a beer yeah.
0: you know so- i think that's that's a fair comment having said that, i can actually smell the nelson just you know almost sort of uh, as an individual kind of aroma coming off this which is very pleasant
1: yeah, exactly. You know, as it warms up, actually, it's the, the aroma changes a little
0: bit on it. So,
1: it's, um, yeah. So we, yeah, we got we're bringing out loads of IPAs. Yeah, well, a lovely
0: bit. And as I say, you know, I'm not I'm not surprised. And you know, this is really all your IPAs I've had in the last few months have been at this level. So, yeah, you, you know, you've really got this dialed in. And uh, oh, sure. can't wait to very, see, very, uh, see what, you know, what's, what's next.
1: Yeah. Well, we yeah, same more of the same but different. yeah so we got yeah we started doing some double ipas as well um oh cool yeah well historically they they used to just not sell that well for us so they used to sit around which one is not good for cash flow but also it's not good for the fact that it's a beer and it's hoppy and you don't want it sitting around in your car but now we did one just recently so you hadn't done one for a while uh called here we go um which got amazing feedback i
0: had that one actually yeah that was lovely yeah Uh,
1: and it sold really quick so that's great sold out of that now so within under two months so um we're going to be sort of brewing a, a, a double ipa as soon as they sell we have got another one so the same as we do with with all of them really it's yeah. all really driven about our board on our in our tap room you know we want to have one double ipa on right a couple of six and a half percent ipa yeah. two sort of five five point six pale ales yeah and then some sub, sub five um you know pale ales and um Hazy and all um not so. Yeah. Um, we tend to have that in our sort of arsenal, our inventory for, for not only our tap room, but then also out to customers. So there's like, yeah. two or three beers in each category basically, mm-hmm. um, which seems to work quite well. And then we have two or three of them in cask We, we don't sell cask beer at the moment in our tap room, no. but we, we are going to be putting uh a, a cask line in, um nice. so that we can put like, you know, just tap one or two casks kind of yeah say, which when they're gone, they're gone at the weekend. Yeah quite nice to have that would
0: but i think that is a nice thing i mean i you know if i'm if i'm in a tavern that's got cask on i would usually start with a cask beer
1: yeah exactly uh, you know,
0: because it's you know i've kind of i I've spent a lot more years drinking cask beer than i have drinking craft so far exactly uh, you know that that's fond memories <laughs> well,
1: if we don't have it we're sort of missing a, a representation you know we want to be a, a showcase for beer hmm. and if we're not formatting you know having that one format which is you know our heritage so we, we are missing out historically we didn't do it because of the throughput you know we didn't want to be throwing beer away but no um, yeah we, we're looking we're, we're in the process but that in the moment because also we, we don't tend to get to try our cast beer um, no no that often, um, which is, you know, not, we'd like to be able to try it a bit more often. So, yeah, Especially when you're bringing out new stuff because we, you know, with a lot of the new ones, if they're sub 5%, they'll, they'll be going in cask as well. So, you know, we rarely try those to be honest because they just fly out the door to different locations that aren't local. Yeah. Or, you know, to get the timing right to to be in that place when that they, when they got it on is difficult. No,
0: exactly. Yeah, you need to. You know, you got to be in contact with the landlord. So when's it going on? You know, hopefully, it's not exactly. gonna, not going to hang around for more than twenty four hours. Or no, something.
1: exactly. Well, yeah, it doesn't. It, and it flies out. You know, mm. the, the cast beer does sell really well. So,
0: terrific. Um, let's move into beer releases then. So, what do you got coming up that you're particularly excited about? Ready to package or uh, far off?
1: We're packing a new IPA tomorrow. Uh-huh. which is a, a an iteration of the one that you're drinking. So right. it's similar. It's just Nelson Citra, that one. Nice, thing really good. That's called Addicted to Hayes. It's slightly stronger, 6.5. Okay. We just brewed a new one today, which is a Motuea Cryo Pale Ale with Nectaron and Citra. So Lovely. that's only 0.3, that one. So kind of like a, a session, a hazy yeah. pale. And then we've got loads. Uh, we literally got. Uh, I think we've already scheduled up to sort of October. We keep it fairly fluid. We don't yeah. plan that far ahead. We probably plan about six weeks in ahead. And that's actually that's a lot longer than we used to do. We we yeah. used to you know, literally plan like a couple of weeks. <laughs> ahead. But it just yeah, it's, it's trying to get labels creation and stuff. That's the
0: yeah, yeah that's the biggest.
1: Probably yeah, need time on that, and we got to get artwork made and and all that. And we're trying to be a bit more organised about mm-hmm. it, to be
0: honest with you. So I should um, talk about your artwork, actually, because I, I very much like your you know your art. I'm not sure whether you call it your design palette or your styling or whatever. But yeah, I think it's uh, yeah, it's it is dark, isn't it? And uh, you know, slightly sinister, but but you know, some some really interesting designs on the cans, and you know, very very consistent and very um, distinctive, which is you know, I think is the is almost like a you know the hallmark of a of a brewery with a plan. So I like that. You're
1: very lucky actually. Yeah. So we've been working with the same designer from day dot. Really, he did uh-huh. all our original branding. He actually did all the original BrewDog branding. So the, the company oh. that, he worked for the company that did BrewDog yeah when we were setting up. I was like I liked their original you know the original dog logo and stuff. And yep. I was like so I found out who did that work. Cool. Thought they would be ridiculously expensive. It was a small company, a little design company up in Scotland, and so I contacted them, and the price was good. So we we, we sort of commissioned them to do the original stuff. Very neat. And then uh, Eric, who the guy who's done it, he's basically set up on his own now, so he yeah. just does all our stuff. But um, yeah, he, he loves doing our stuff mm-hmm. because he's kind of he just he just loves the, the kind of the skulls and the different branding and yeah, into skateboarding and stuff. So you know, some of the more graffiti stuff. So he really loves doing it. Perfect. He comes over in the design. So yeah, he gets really excited when we send him some load of new beers. Oh, like, oh great. This skull I got this. He does so he pulls the skulls in from different designers as well. Right. Yeah. So we work with um one that could No Fit State, who does a lot of t shirt brands and yeah. like, pin badges and things like that. So we use his designs and then we give them some beer and acknowledge it on the can. So yeah, right. it works really well actually. Mm-hmm. I think we're putting up so we didn't used to bring out as many new beers. No we are bringing out a lot of beers yeah so you, you
0: stress is, got stress you know, in my
1: yeah 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 no definitely <laughs> <laughs> I was like uh yeah we're going to be doing at least 52 this year another three yeah. So um, <laughs> okay well, we might have to start looking at how we we work that because that's a lot of different designs go yeah. through but so far so good he, he's he's keeping on it so Very yeah it, it works it's not yeah the branding's not like we do sometimes get people who don't like it but um yeah, if we're trying to get into a more traditional outlet, I guess. Oh, I
0: suppose, but, yeah, you know, maybe, you know, so perhaps it wouldn't go over that well in a, you know, in a sort of fine dining restaurant or whatever, perhaps. But yeah, I, then, I don't see why. You
1: know. I know, we're happy with it. And to be fair, we're selling enough beer, so it's cool. We're not going yeah. we're, we're to change it. So.
0: Very good. What about, uh, so you mentioned the um, you did the We Are Beer circuit this year, which was, which was a great yeah. thing to be involved with, I'm sure. It was. Uh, Any other festivals left in the, you know, the tail end of the calendar? So we've got Craft Beer South, which is on
1: this Saturday in Southampton. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. A really nice little festival, did it? quite some time
0: ago before lockdown this is only the second time they've done it yeah not as I say not one that, w- that we've ever been to but that, no, that explains it's... it if it's only the second time yeah
1: yeah so the first I can't remember who was there it's mostly uh, our sort of local com- right uh in this area so vibrant forest, what kind of
0: Southampton uh, Portsmouth sort of way yeah, yeah, and yeah
1: so uh, you I think oh, I was talking about double barreled their siren are there oh nice and they had a left-handed giant um yeah and send, okay, yeah I'm not sure the, off the top of my head I don't know the lineup is it similar so yeah it's nice it's a little 1865 great little venue Brilliant. mostly does like small like bands generally but um so we, yeah we've got that on and I think that's it then for the yeah. end of this year but next year we're already looking at the the stuff with the we are beer people for next year because we yeah. really enjoyed that um we've never done a big festival of like that before no actually. did um, you
0: find it was you know that Must have increased your exposure, and you know, did you have you seen a sort of knock-on benefit from that Um, or not really? Yes, I think so. I mean, it's
1: it's difficult one to kind of put a a figure on, isn't it? And that's not really. I mean, it's we we definitely we definitely we had some good contacts, we had some good feedback, right? Uh, We and and again, the team really enjoyed doing it as well. Good, yeah. Fun to get out and do those things. Absolutely. You know, they got bigger. So the Bristol one was. Was great. It's open, mm. and then Manchester was very different to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then London. Well, I didn't make London because I was on holiday because I'd already booked. To yeah. Come, came into the wee. i big like f- quite late on in the in the process. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I I already had booked a holiday, so I missed oh, a I heard yeah. it was. A, I heard it was a cracker. It was. A, yeah, it's
0: an amazing venue. But, yeah, um, super. Busy.
1: I don't know how yeah. many thousands of people went through that, but um. No. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, we're going to do more next year. Right. Uh, and this seems to be we might even do our own one that's another thing with oh okay beer. yeah but we're working on that at the moment something more local you know because again like i said before you know salisbury is a bit bleak for beer um, yeah and it would be great you know but but there is lots of people here who like beer because they come up to our tap room sure. so we would like to do something maybe in town um brilliant something a bit special so yeah we're, we're sort of working on that at the moment so hopefully for 2024
0: that should be exciting, exciting. yeah um, excellent um where's the best place for people to get their hands on some dark revolution beers well you can obviously come to our tap room uh-huh. um
1: or we are online so it's a uh, dark yep uh, or we we're on bruise boxes as well. So um, nice, yeah. yeah. That's a that's a really
0: good fun good place to start. Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
1: Funnily enough, we we've actually got subscription ourselves for our team. So oh, uh, cool, yeah. yeah. So each month, what the team one of the team choose the brewery and nice, and, yeah. Well, that that's, that's
0: good kind of your spot. Feeds into your staff sort of drinking session on the yeah, thing. exactly. So we all have
1: a box, um, and then we just chat about the, the beers basically. So yeah, we've literally just started doing that. We've only been on brewer probably two or three months. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can get us on there or you can just order from our website.
0: Fantastic. Lots of options. Very good. When we are chatting earlier on about the Tatman, Greg, I forgot to ask you about events. So what have you got you know, either coming up or on a sort of regular schedule that, that people can look out for?
1: We do tasting tours. We do those every couple of months. Um, okay. We don't do them too often. So we'd like to, you know, they're done by the actual brewers. So we don't nice. really load them up too much. So they, they, you can book them through the website. So they are, we taste through six different beers. At, nice in the brewery um yeah. set some tables up so it's, it's a tour and tasting and simultaneously ah. so the the equipment's behind you so you can talk about uh you know ask questions as much as you want and talk about beers as you taste through them and you taste through six different beers maybe as maybe other uh, guest beers just to say there's a variety of different beers on is
0: that fun Yep.
1: uh we have a quiz night at once a month which right. is really popular and we um we're going to be doing more stuff when we expand our tap room because we had a comedy night. We've had a few other bits and pieces like yep. that. It's quite small inside. We can only you know, accommodate fifty people, so we don't tend to have bands. Uh, uh, but we will be. We're looking to expand our tap room next oh. year, actually. So, so actually.
0: so you say you're going to move most of the tanks out. Which you know. So, so how? What sort of percentage expansion will that give on the sort of give footprint? Give us about
1: hundred percent expansion. Oh wow! Tank.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. So we'll be able
1: to get about a hundred uh, seated in there. Yeah, that's a amazing. And then it makes it? things like bands and, and music nights and stuff much more viable yeah, that's for, for as everybody. As well. at the moment, you know it doesn't stack up when we have to sort of pay out for for musicians and things.
0: No. So,
1: yeah. We so next year, yeah, we'll, and we, and we might do a beer festival up at the tap room as well. That's
0: yeah, we've kind of been looking at. That'd um, be good. So,
1: yeah. yeah, lots of different things really.
0: Excellent. Well, then let's get into the home straight. Greg and at this stage I always ask the guests to give what I call a shout out to the little guy and here I'm looking for you to mention one or more local to you beer businesses that you're particularly impressed by for their services to independent craft beer so I'm thinking about maybe another brewery a tap room a pub a bottle shop you know even a restaurant or a cafe this is promoting independent craft beer
1: it's a very tricky question,
0: that one, because
1: mm. there's a lot. There's no one specific one.
0: You're never going to be. You're going to forget people, so you, you know you yeah, can't be comprehensive. and
1: Yeah, I mean, we don't sell a lot of beer locally to, to Salisbury, so um, no. yeah, it's more further afield, like Southampton, Sure. Northworth, and there's quite a few down there, and there's we deal with most of those down there.
0: Well, what yeah. about are there, are there local no local bottle shop in Salisbury that stock your beers? Yeah, we do have artisan ones and spirits. They
1: stock a good range of Dark Revolution beers, and they. Nice. Uh, very knowledgeable in um having a great range of other spirits and, and wines and in so. the city center
0: days yeah yes, in yes. The city centre. So. okay very good all right well let's uh, consider them shouted um let's get into the wrap-up question yeah. then, Greg. and here i need to know from you what would be your ultimate happy hour and there's three parts to this question where would you be who would you be with and most specifically what beer would you be drinking and there's just one qualifier which is that the beer doesn't necessarily need to match the venue so you know you don't necessarily need to choose a a beer that wouldn't automatically be available at that venue you know or even you know you you could choose a venue which doesn't even sell beer because you could bring the beer with you you know in this uh, fantasy world yeah
1: so this one's a tricky one how to think about this one so (laughs) i
0: think i would definitely
1: be with my wife right you know, she's my drinking partner. Good, cool. Now. Yeah. And I think we would like to be at Russian River.
0: Yeah.
1: Ideally with Natalie and Vinny. Okay. Who I don't know, but I'd okay. love to. And I, I think they would be really fun. I'm sure um, they would be drinking their beer. So uh, I guess Pliny the Younger would be yes natural choice. Uh, again, I've never tried it. Um, no, and- I
0: haven't either. I've had a, I've had the, the odd bottle of Pliny the Elder, but I've uh, never had it on draft, and I certainly no, never had the so younger. So I think yeah.
1: that, that would be my ideal, uh, and ideally with a few of their brewing team as well. You know, just sitting yes. around the table tasting their fresh that's new what you'd batch. want
0: yeah you'd, you'd, you'd want to play the brewer's card wouldn't you as you yeah. as you walked in and you know <laughs> exactly so yeah, yeah. I, think,
1: I think you know there, there's obviously millions of different things different options but i think that one would uh, that will be a great experience and that is one, that
0: I'm gonna, one of these years I, I i i to be honest with you i haven't i've never been craft beer drinking in the greater san francisco area um, you know, I have, I've been there a few times, but not not yeah. recently, and not in the craft beers. I've done a lot of the US, um, especially the East Coast and and, and other cities. I've, I've been to Chicago a lot, but I haven't. Um, I've never been to, to San Francisco uh, craft beer drinking. So, uh, neither. No, is...
1: I, I have been to San Francisco, but last yeah. time I, I went, with my daughter uh, and she wasn't old enough to go to the bar, so um, I didn't go to any bars, I no. tap rooms, or
0: anything. I'm going to, I am going to San Diego in a few weeks' time, so San I will Diego. get to I will get to go and do the. I guess the pizza port experience, I think, is the uh, is the prime have you been to San
1: Diego before.
0: I have, but again, not in my not in the craft beer years. So, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah,
1: San Diego is where I first went, and yeah, that's brilliant. There's so many uh, good places there. i um, will go far on. Yeah, it's just amazing, and they say so, yeah, so many different beers. It's um, uh, there's 100. Well, when I went, there was 125 breweries, but I'm guessing there's probably a few more now.
0: There probably is. Yeah, I've I, I I've plotted a Google map, and it's very densely pinned you know it's, it's kind of you can't see the map for all the pins where the breweries are so <laughs> yeah
1: exactly I mean, they're all kind of out in the industrial stage but they're quite next to each other as well yes so there can...
0: are yeah that's right i'm always you know when i'm when i'm plotting my google map i'm always looking for you know congregations of, of breweries to make it worth getting the uber out to that particular sort of you know suburb or whatever and you know you can sort of say all oh, right yeah. you know it's worth that's worth an afternoon because there's sort of four or five together there and you know and it's a. Uh,
1: Ballast Point was one of the standout ones. Ballast Point. Though, yeah. To be fair, you know, they were a bit of a sellout. They've
0: gone a bit macro, I'm afraid. They yeah. have,
1: but to be fair, their tap room was really impressive.
0: Yeah. They had
1: so many taps, it was ridiculous. And yeah. they had loads of small batch stuff that they okay. like, experimental yeah. stuff. So the range the range of beer that they had there from a from a purely drinking beer experience was the best one I had. I mean, you know, I we went to like modern times and and yeah. those other ones, and, and they had some of the best, but the the range, it's just really interesting what they had there. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah, I definitely would give that one a shout. Yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. anyway, Greg, been lots of fun. Thank you very yeah, much. So, I'm really enjoyed catching up with you. Um, you know, I'm not exaggerating to say how much I've enjoyed your beers this summer. So I do think you're doing something pretty special down there in Salisbury, and you know, there's hopefully, you know, bigger and, and better things to come as you, you know, manage to expand the brew a little bit, expand the taproom footprint, and yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be great to see how famous Dark Revolution can become in the in the months to come without it uh, becoming yeah. too much of a burden to you. <laughs>
1: that's, that's kind. Thanks, Rob. Well, if you're ever in the area, you know, you're not too far away, so you know, if come into our tap room. We'd love to show you around. And
0: Fantastic. I'll let something. you know. If you enjoyed the podcast then please tell your drinking friends and leave us a review in your podcast app as it really helps others discover the show and of course if you'd like to help support us and save money in the process then please head over to www.thisweekincraft.beer and become a member today for just £1.99 a month and get access to exclusive savings at the top UK craft breweries.